chuckle in my life that is one of my favorite beforehand affirmations when you feeling yourself Mm -hmm. because you remember the him you remember the him (laughs) you remember it all my mama all my hood i look fly (laughs) i look good touch my flag i wish you could all right you here you here Come on, come on for Black Ghetto Proverbs. I love it. Okay, words were spoken. <laughs> they, they were poets. They were <sighs> poets. We were not listening to them. We had songs about drip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, welcome to a little ditly of a show of like social experiment gone wrong, better known as Who Raised You Hoes? You Hoes, that's right. I am your host, Lene Leaks. Um, that's kind of who is given today. Uh, I am going to name this episode, this episode, I'm going to name myself, my sort of handle, Anxietyana. Anxietyana, bitch, because it's real. I ain't even mad. It's a a tell after we're done. It's a tell. Okay. And I am your co-host, Marlon, a.k.a. Benjamin Booty Button. That's right. I said it. (laughs) That's right. I said it. You need to hear it again. Benjamin Booty Button. <laughs> That's so my handle this week. <laughs> so, y'all, that sounds so seedy. It's not even funny. <laughs> I can't make this up. I don't, that needs no explanation. If you really have to Google Booty Button, you really need it. You need help. Listen. <laughs> you ain't even got a Google booty button. If you was watching Insecure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, it. That's <laughs> it. And that's all. Listen, honey. I it I had a little bit of anxiety came to pay me a visit today. And that girl, she did a number. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, l- listen. Luckily, I've been blessed to finally have ways to cope with her. Mm-hmm. And all I know is the way I had to cope with her completely turned me sluggish. Okay. Ugh. So bear with me, y'all. We going to get through this together. That's why I said my name is Anxietyana today. Go make it. Uh, we going to make it. it. We going to make, make it. it. We going to make it. Uh, see, you have me starting. You have me starting. You said, listen, we on the ghetto proverbs train. You know we got to make it happen. You know what? We should. What is some ghetto proverbs? Mm, I mean, swagging and surfing is a ghetto proverb. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, wait. I'm going to hit that. Exotic. Big polo <laughs> on my body. Got a big Sorry. Yeah. Friend yeah. right behind me. Yeah. And I'm swagging. Um, I'm surfing. Ooh. I'm swagging. Ooh. I'm surfing. Hey. Uh, yes, ooh. yes. So fresh, ooh. so clean is a ghetto proverb. I mean, yes, because ain't nobody dope as me. I'm just so fresh, so clean. Nobody, 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 you know, 
Mm-mm. It's a lot of ghetto proverbs. That's a real it's question. A we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to revisit that in a later episode. We're gonna have to like go through a list of ghetto proverbs. I think y'all deserve that. Y'all deserve that. We need y'all that. should y'all should tell us what some ghetto proverbs are this week. For real. We need yes, some. Y'all need to tell us. Send us some. Stop playing Listen, with us. Send us some so we can make make a ghetto proverbs um playlist. Y'all know I'm good for a playlist. We'll y'all know, happen. y'all know. They haven't even been keeping up the fact that I've been keeping a year, a uh, monthly playlist on my Apple Music thus far. Well, then there's that. As he swoops the thing with the pen, I love it. Okay, real real <laughs> off his fish about it. <laughs> yes, for the shake, for the shimmy. I, y'all know how how I have to do with my friend. I didn't get to tell him yet because it came out today. But he may shock me. So Max, did you listen to Candy Drip yet? He does not know who I'm talking about. See, this is why I have to. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't know it came out today. I've not listened to it yet. Shout out to Lucky for the Ohio Players reference with that cover art. Because... Thank you for saying that because the girls were not picking up to the Ohio play, Ohio How players. Could you not? Okay, so clearly <laughs> I'm a gay of a certain age because if you didn't know about that when you saw that, I was I lived I lived I was like yes. if you do not remember that cover you are not old enough to be my friend. Listen, because when I saw it, I was like, "Lucky, you ate that!" Like, come the fuck through. That was cute. I'm going to have to listen to it, though. I didn't know it came out today. Baby? You ain't even got to tell me, friend. You ain't even got to tell me, because I already know. I already know he wasn't playing. He wasn't. And it's like, I want to, because, you know, I'm not going to hold you over another listen. Mm -hmm. But, baby, I have my favorites already. And it's just, mm. Mm -hmm. you know. The cover is given very, mm, I like it. It matched my mood today. It did. It was a very good wake-up thing, especially when I got toward the end of the album. Mm, okay. It, it was a real good commute music background thing to go with. So as I went into the city, you know? What vibe is it giving? Is it giving, like, mellow, groovy vibe? Is it giving super R&B? Like, what what he giving this time? It's giving... R&B with hints of funk and soul, in my opinion. Of course, yeah. Okay, I think I'm gonna be a but it, you know but that. it had, but it also has rock influence in it too. All right, listen. All right, yeah. It, when you get when you get to compassion, mm-hmm. just know I told you about it ahead of time. You. You'll love Cherry Forest because okay. I know I know you, and I'm pointing out Cherry Forest for a reason. And I think you're gonna pick up to why I reference Cherry Forest. And when you text me about it, you're gonna pick up what I why I I'm said these things. It's probably it's got Prince energy all over it. I, I feel it in my spirit. That's why you're telling me that. It's okay. It, it's it's a message in Cherry Forest. It's a message. Okay. There. All right, I got it. Oh, and it's one part of this I have to spoil for you. I have to, friend, because I because I love you. Okay, and this is what friends do. Cause that's what friends are for. <laughs> that's what friends are for. <laughs> Bitch, <gasps> good, too good times and bad times. Okay, let me stop playing with y'all for real. Uh, <laughs> Alex Isley appears as backgrounds for like three of the tracks. The transition. So yes. yes, you have some things to look forward to. I can't tell you anything else because I'm gonna give you drop the rest of the fact bombs next week when we actually talk about it. Because that's your homework. That's your homework. Because I, I feel like I, you know, I'm gonna when Abbott comes back off a of break, you know that's what we're gonna be talking about. Just giving you a heads up on your homework. And okay. yes, I owe my co-host the opportunity to control on the binge but I have an idea of how I want to do on the binge I'm manifesting I'm manifesting Mm -hmm. us doing on the binge 
Lean in close, y'all. Lean in close. Mm-hmm. I'm manifesting doing on the binge with Drag It. I said it. I said it. I said it. Look, 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 look. look. First of all, you're, you're, you're cheating because. No, 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 no. no. You, you are because you're not, act, you're not watching the actual show. I you're am. watching a review of the show. No, 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 no. I, I'm giving you my promise on air. Mm-hmm. I will review said episode with you guys for review for the actual recording. I will do that. I will do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't understand. Me right. I've been having this argument about me watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Because you want to watch everything. You want me to watch and listen to everything else. When it comes to shit that I want to watch, you want to be lollygagging. And I, we got, I got to jump through hoops and shit to get him to watch what I want him to watch. But it's all right. We'll see. You hear this? Y'all hear this? This Love is what I got there. That's, that's why I said let's watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Since I... Mm-hmm. You have something rude you need to say? No. As we as already you... on episode nine, so you need to hurry up. But okay. <sighs> Fine. Mm-hmm. Slipping yeah. side. Right. Let's get into it. Let's get up, wipe, and flush. Get up, wipe, and flush. Get up, wipe, and flush. It's time to scroll on, y'all. That's right. Yes. Uh, let's start off with sad news first. Uh, Johnny Brown passed away. You guys do not know who Johnny Brown is. He was Bookman from Good Times. Oh, man. That freaking sucks. He, he lived a long life, though. Yes, according to the Hollywood Reporter on Friday, Johnny's daughter Sharon Catherine Brown took to social media to share that he passed on Wednesday. She said, our family is devastated, 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 beyond heartbroken, barely able to breathe. We respectfully ask for privacy at this time because we need a minute to process the unthinkable. That's so messed up, man. He played such an awesome character on Good Times. Like he embodied that character. So funny. Um, he was around for a long time. I can't remember anything that he was in after that. I know that I've seen him in other like places, but I can't call it right now because I don't remember him having any major roles after that. I don't recall it either, but we mainly remember him as Bookman. If, they, yes. if he did, they were like recurring roles. It's not to diminish or say anything less of his legacy, right. but we iconically remember him for good times. Yes, absolutely. And just, we talked about Russia and the Ukraine last week as regards to the war, but this is where it gets real. So, a WNBA star by the name of Brittany Gaynor is detained on drug-related charges in Russia for carrying vape cartridges in her luggage. What? Yes. This is where it gets scary. It says WNBA star and Olympic champion Britton Kaner had been arrested on drug smuggling charges. According to New York Times, the Russia Federal Customs Service officials detained Britney after finding vape cartridges containing hashish oil. Oh, excuse me. Hashish? I, I, no, I actually, yes. Hashish. <laughs> <laughs> oil in her luggage. Basically, it sounds like sis was carrying it around a C, uh, um, CBD for vape man. Pretty much. And got detained, but with the war, and they're not so forgiving on things like this in the U.S., like we are here in the U.S., is a whole thing. There was a mugshot taken of her in Russia, mind you. The war, the world is at war with Russia, and this happened. Oh my gosh, I need her to get out of uh, she gotta get out of there fast. This is not good. This is a bad time for that. It really is. Uh, You just it's unfathomable to think of the conditions of Russia right now. I can't even begin to imagine what's going on over there right now because they just, they wilding. And for her to be locked up over there right now with the way that everybody is backing up off of Russia real fast, I just, 
I don't like it. I, I want her to get up out of there real quick. You know, I as I'm looking and gathering my facts, as you know, sometimes when you on the Kamal, you just start to scroll. Ooh, mm. that rhymes. That rhymes. <laughs> run me my check. If I ever hit my bar, <laughs> run me my check. I can't. Period. I have another diddly. Because you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little real Southern hummingbirdish today. Ooh. All right. That's quite the reference now. Smoking cigarettes tonight. Y'all ain't ready for me. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't trying to see me there. Y'all ain't trying to I see can't. me there. But I got nothing deadly. You ready? Oh my God. What you, what you got, y'all? It's a classic tune. Y'all ain't ready. First of all, that's about to be another ghetto proverb because I love that song. (laughs) Who does not love Material Girl? Material Girl, if you do. When my sister came up to me saying, Material Girl, I was like, wait a minute. The look I I gave her, I was like, wait a minute. No, you didn't come up to me like that. This what we doing now? The girls love for Santana? (laughs) Right. Who sent you? Who sent you here? Speaking of the girls living for the girls, um someone did an interview with um Mr. Joe Buttons, and they had some very impressive things to say. Here's a few clips that the Shade Room was actually able to capture. The same way I feel, I should have already been on the cover of American Vogue, so should Little Kim. If we've been, if we've been all the way a thousand. Mm-hmm. If we've been all the way a thousand. Mm-hmm. If this is what your magazine represents, influence. And how do you not? How do you not? If we being honest. If we be honest, because every single any female rapper, when we when myself or little Kim goes on the internet, every day we see our influence. We will see this is like the little sister with Wayne and Mac and all these boys, you know, Jay Mills and Gutta and all of them. And all I would hear them talking about is big butts. <laughs> and I didn't feel complete or good enough good as that as the other as those girls because i'm like oh my god you know this is what you're supposed to look like and the in, in our in the rap culture and i don't look like that and now but that was you telling yourself that and not anyone else saying that to you no yeah they never told me that well no i'm not and I think that what I'm saying is I'm creating my own management company to manage me. And then along the way, I'm sure that we will be able to manage others. So I'm putting the key players together around myself because there are people. So I'm going to stop it there. So basically, I had to watch the full interview because she goes more in depth and gives little Kim her flowers. Now, this is over 10 years due that she properly gives little Kim her flowers and actually says her name. But I'm hearing that she actually alludes to basically girls getting coerced by their labels to basically attack him. <laughs> really? So it gets, now this is alleged. So, like I said, I had to watch the full interview, but in a nutshell, it's kind of how it is. It's like they get hints, though, yeah, you see everyone happy. Yeah, I love so-and-so. In reality, nah, they're competition. I can't really love them. They're supposed to be going down. See, but see, this, uh, this is not far-fetched, considering if we're looking at stories like Carrie Hilson, like... Sis got flushed down the toilet because somebody got in her ear and told her that this Beyonce. So I am not if if 
what she's saying is true, if that's really a thing in this interview, and I'm kind of interested to listen to the whole interview myself, I would not be surprised. And I hope that it starts a revolution of women going against all of that bullshit and just like uniting and dominating hip hop and rap because they could very well do it. Because maybe I, I don't I don't know about y'all, but like I I feel like a Nikki and Kim collaboration would set everything on fire. And I honestly, I'm gonna be honest, and it's my personal thing, and I feel like that's what she's looking for. Mm. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I really feel like that's what she's looking for, but I I don't believe that she's not stating feelings that are genuine because she sounds genuine in her delivery. It doesn't sound mm-hmm. sarcastic at all. I just yeah. feel like it's also behind it to finally getting a Kim feature. Yeah, I hope that it's, it, it, like you said, it sounds very genuine. I hope that it is. And I hope that it's not just a one-time thing. I hope that it actually brings unity between the two of them because they could very well dominate. There are, that, could, that could bridge the gap on a whole lot of shit a whole lot of shit and maybe we could finally get another um <laughs> ladies night updated version can i please state that i am so pressed and upset that i did not get the opportunity to get my motherfucking limited edition dapper dan gap limited collect limited edition collection hoodie i don't even know what that is friend you have so much we have so much culture to bring you <laughs> because i know who dapper dan is i just didn't know that he released some collector's edition hoodie yes he released it with he released it with gap i have to send it with you send it over to you he released mm-hmm. it with he released it with gap in a bag it says Gap um Gap and Legendary Harlem designer Dapper Dan team up to release a limited edition sweatshirt called the Dap Gap. The 98 sweat the $98 sweatshirt released earlier today sold out almost instantly in disappointing fans. Of course. $98 is not a bad price either, depending on what it looks like, because I would have to see it. But for a Dapper Dan original, absolutely. Uh, listen, I want it. I'm gonna get it. Absolutely. I'm gonna. Absolutely. I'm. I'm gonna own it. It's gonna be mine. <laughs> you better own it. Uh, listen, I'm speaking it into the universe. <laughs> so let's get a little pissed off as we close out. Scroll on. I think it's about that time. I'm gonna shake the room. Oh shit! Coin toss time. Oh god. Okay. Tails. Yes. <laughs> Funny you should say that. So someone had a very, very interesting message for all of us this week, and it sent everyone into a frenzy in regards to a response. And I think it's authentically right that we give ours. Are you ready, friend? I don't have a choice. Yeah that they think it just comes easy to people. It doesn't, especially if you want something long-term. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. That's you have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments and show up and do the work. If you're the smartest person in that room, you got to go to another room. Like, yeah. <laughs> Please tell me that is not who I think it is. Yes, it, yes. That, it, beforehand, before you heard that iconic saying that was Chloe Kardashian. And when you said, get, when you heard someone say, get off your fucking ass and work, that was Kim Girl, if y'all don't kiss the darkest part of my ass on the brightest day, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. What type of work are y'all hoes talking about? When was the last time y'all worked somewhere? In that goddamn uh, in Calabasas, a fucking uh, clothing store. Was that the last time y'all worked somewhere? When y'all was all working with each other? Bitches you see every goddamn day? 
I think it's best that I pull my rebuttal from a Twitter handler because I feel like he summed up exactly how I felt because I feel like it's the best response ever to the situation at hand. This Twitter, this Twitter hand, this person on Twitter's name is house urban house is spelled H a U S urban all one user handle on Twitter. And he asks this question. He posted it to TikTok, but we posted it to Twitter. I'm going to restart it from the beginning. Environments and show up and do the work. Kimberly Noel, bitch. We're going to talk. We're going to chat. We're going to talk through this. Because I think I'm having a stroke. Kim said, get your fucking ass up and do the work. Kimberly. You have several businesses. Can you run me a prototype for anything that you created with your own two hands? Not the shit you signed off on at the end, but patterns, uh, CAD drawings, anything? Because I'd love, I'd love to see it. Well, I have a bet. Was really excited to hear this message from Kimberly today. Um, probably the girls who work in the factories. Maybe the ones down in KKW who, who, who press the eyeshadows into the palettes, because I wonder how much they're making. Or the girls who are making the shapewear in the sweatshops because um, for minimum wage, and it's probably way less than minimum because it's probably made in Jakarta or somewhere. I bet that they would tell you that that wasn't a toxic work environment. And that Kim's, Kim's and work environment and work opportunities are pulling them out of abject fucking poverty. I'm sure that's what the case is. You got Courtney dumbass in the back co-signing and talking about, yeah, it's so hard. Girl, all you do is lick Travis Barker's tape and pick out the yoni eggs for Poosh. What the fuck even is Poosh? You don't do none of that work. You were in an article the other day somebody asked you something about Poosh and you couldn't answer it because you don't do the actual work. Are y'all dumb? Seriously, <laughs> most of Mrs. Kardashian's businesses have been handed to her. They were already funded and already started. Literally, all she did was come on and handle the actual business. Did she gross profit for the business? Yes, but did she actually go in and create the product? No, she did not. She (laughs) just made it off of her name, her body, her face, her image. All of it. How dare you sit here and say, get off your fucking ass and work? You've laid on yours to get work. Child. And sex work is work, child. But I mean... Sex work is work. And that's not shaming sex workers. But let's be real about it. If that were the case, then why do we have sex workers that's not financially on the level as she is? (laughs) Hello. That part. Let's be real about the things. What kind of work are you doing? What kind of work are you doing? Because your businesses were handed to you. Child. They were Fuck handed to you. Fuck. Like, what? I'm really confused. It's all a mess, and I don't like it. But I gave my complete read to him because that was a real question. What For exactly real. did you put together? <laughs> and I think we should close out with um, niggas being niggas. Because I said it was going to trigger you, and that's why I said which one you want first. I gave you options here. Yes, this is true. So, one of your homies from your hometown went on a podcast and had something to say in regards to body counts and why he chose his fiance. And me ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm petty as hell. Like if all that, I ain't gonna wife. That's me. I was, That's me. And I wake up in the middle of the night, you met us four years ago. That's me. me too. Yeah, but it's like everything about it, like being real, not cheating. She ain't been passed around. And it was like a body count. That's what really did it. <sighs> okay. So my, this, this why I'm a, this my favorite young. No, this, you see, this why my mother. And me I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm petty as hell. <sighs> what the fuck is that? Let's let's start here. So I'm talking properly. Little drag. dirt, little dirt is who that a, a is. Motherfucker, I don't I don't even claim and no shit about. All right, got it. So straight niggas, let's talk <laughs> because <laughs> you motherfuckers got it all fucked up. 
I don't know who told you motherfuckers that you were supposed to go out and seek some virginal, pure, whatever the fuck that shit means, woman to uh, take as your own and soil her yourself. But I really need y'all to stop this shit. Hang this shit the fuck up. Because while you doing all this, and see, this is the shit that really be killing me. Because y'all be the first ones trying to tell women, oh, y'all ask so much, but what are you bringing to the table? Sis, let's turn the tables on that. Excuse me, sir. Um, you asking for her to be all, quote, unquote, pure, low body count. Ain't nobody, quote, unquote, passed her around. Well, what the fuck is your dirty dick ass doing? And why the fuck would I want you anywhere near me if you ask if I'm supposed to be all this great and and I haven't been touched and all this other shit like you just broke me out of motherfucking plastic seal, bitch, then don't bring your dirty ass dick over here, motherfucker. Please don't save your shit. Please, please keep it over there. Please I, put some soap and water on that shit and take it away from me. It takes me back to the mindset of how our how we were looked at coming up, where for women they had to be you wanted to be a virgin, like you wanted them to be pure, but men didn't have like boys didn't have that expectation at all. And it's we didn't dumb. have that expectation. So it's like further perpetuates you wanna basically cap a woman sexually to maintain pureness for your community dick i'm really trying to find a way to make this make sense and i'm not saying that dirt is community dick i'm just saying in general men that have this mindset i'm really trying to understand how this works because i hold to me bill's character when you hold for a certain amount of time you already know who you are are not gonna waste your time with Period. Why would I want a car? Like, everyone wants a car fresh off the lot. But when that bad boy got a few miles on it, she slapped a different way. I just need you to understand that there's, first of all, you motherfuckers are not, you cannot tell me that you are going out, seeking out, and finding these quote unquote virginal women or women that have not been quote unquote run through and you motherfuckers skewed skewed views of what run through is because y'all feel like if she got more than two quote unquote bodies on her belt that she ran through which makes absolutely no sense but you motherfuckers want this pure and virginal woman but you also want her to drop it low do splits on the dick gag spit and all this other shit I want you all to grow the fuck up and if she does that you automatically assume that she's been with hella niggas. I just, I, just go away. It's, go away. Get a blow up doll, bitch. Get that. That will serve you better. Please go away. Like, I'm really, for centuries, men have been, straight men have been like this. I can say it because it's the truth. Most straight men think like this. Oh, no, I don't want her touched. But you get to be a hoe? White patriarchal bullshit that y'all passing please save it please 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 save me the jesus preamble somewhere else i don't have time for this shit y'all need to wrap it up you sound dumb you really do <sighs> like oh that's so fucking annoying i hate when i hear that shit i hate it it's like what what the fuck what, what are you looking for Y'all exactly. sound like y'all looking, you sound like you're looking for little girls. That's what it sounds like if we want to keep it a bug. And I you're mean, nasty. If we're going to talk about things. And I'm telling you right now, because women have sex. They Some do. Some women have a lot of sex. And there is nothing wrong with them for having it. Because they deserve pleasure just like anybody else. And they don't owe you no no unsealed prepackaged pussy like get the fuck out of here with that bullshit please go away oh, oh i hate it it's so fucking <laughs> so i had to trigger my friends so we had to bring them down so as we cl- close out scroll on i gotta come up with some i gotta see what's trending and i think this is gonna make him happy because he needs to pick me up 
we've had a rough day. <laughs> Stupid ass bullshit. Right. Dirty ass little boys. Uh, uh, okay. Okay, friend. Okay. So this comes from singer and songwriter Keon Dixon on Twitter. His handle is Kenny Got Soul. And Kenny had a question. Favorite music soul child record. Oh now come on. Are we talking about like full record or Soul Child song. Full well, we'll do song because record we could be here a while. It's a lot even harder. I, I know, friend. I do know that. Friend, I listen, listen. I never said there's a cap on it. I never said that. I don't even want to do a top five. Okay, all right, all right. So wanted to bring me down. You are pressuring me this is terrible it's right, not so that hard for it. it really is because as i've stated before on this podcast music soul child the material sis like if you are unaware please get aware very quick fast and in a hurry because the material is just simply there but if i'm gonna have to choose one straight off the dome something i know that i play more often than not mm-hmm. is give more love you know that's my shit. You know that's my shit. So funny because that was one of my songs that I listed. There one, you go. one. But I had a list because this music and choosing one song is just not enough. You set the standard. You said one. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I said I told you it does not have to be one. You narrowed it. I did not. Okay. Listen, I said you had a day. I said you had a day. It's all right. What you got? One, four, three. Okay. Classic. Got it. Love it. Love it. I'll take your one, four, three and raise you a merry-go-round. I'm going to raise your merry-go-round with love of my life. Okay, okay. I see your love of my life and I raise you an until. I'm going to raise your until and go with uh, So Beautiful. Ooh. ooh. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. see your So Beautiful and I raise you a yes. I see your So Beautiful and I'm going to raise you a medicine. Now you're playing dirty, fucking raggedy bitch. I see <laughs> your medicine and I raise you a soul star. I see medicine, but I'm going to raise it to best friend. Okay. I see your best friend, and then I raise you a warm monopoly. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I see what Ooh. you did there. I'm going <laughs> to raise money. I'm a warm monopoly. I'm going to raise that for money right. Oh, okay. you have to be fans to understand what we just did honestly i I see that was like oh my last one i raise you other reason okay come on okay i'm gonna go for the gut though i'm gonna go for the gut though i'm gonna raise you I see the reason, but I'm going to raise you to the questions. Okay. And I see the questions, and then I'm going to play my final card, which is Infatuates. Ooh, you... Uh-huh. Yeah. The material, ladies and gentlemen. The material. Uh, That man got out of this world. Yes. I was really sitting here pondering what to what could stop that. <laughs> What's your final card, Yu-Gi-Oh? What's your final card? Mm. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with this. The song that not a lot of music fans talk about. Leave a message. Hello? Hello, it comes right after Give More Love. You already know I know about that one. 
but you did that. That's cute. I see how you brought it full circle. That was really nice. I like that. <laughs> yes, leave a I message. Like you did not like listen. The material, like you Marlon said, I'm a recap. The mother king material. Listen, and we jumped all over all that discography. Really did, and missed a couple in 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 the interim, but it's all right. The material okay. is there. It is okay. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps up Scroll On for me. We're going to refill these cups and stay tuned when we come back. Latravius Collins from the Brooklyn Ghost Project will be here with us. So That's right. We'll be right back. And we're back. Right. Yes, we are back with our wonderful, wonderful guest. This evening, we are talking to the founder of the Brooklyn Ghost Project project very very excited um here on who raised you hoes we usually do not introduce our guests we let our guests introduce our, themselves so please introduce yourself for our um, listeners please uh, well hello everyone my name is mother latravius i am the executive director and co-founder of the brooklyn ghost project we are a small non-profit grassroots grassroots black trans-led organization based out of brooklyn new york Love it, yes. love it, love it. Welcome, Mother Latravius. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for inviting me. Not yes. a problem. So glad to have you. So listen, so in order to get our guests and our um our audience acclimated with the Brooklyn Ghost Project, can you tell us a little bit about how you all got started and what the Brooklyn Ghost Project is all about? Well, actually, the Brooklyn Ghost Project originally began much before I even knew what it was. Um, it was in our culture growing up in the South that we all try to bond together and build a team because you can go much further together than you can by yourself. Um, I believe it was Kiara St. James who said to me, if you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together. So mm. we used to like come together and, and put what, what little resources we had together as a survival technique. And that became the foundation of what Ghost Project stands for. Black trans women help and black trans women it's like fubu for us by us it was all began for by black trans women for black trans women and the thing is and i say this with pride our first steps was made off of what they call whole money we started out doing this work off of money we made on our backs it was three of us and we were all putting it together to make these events and these special moments happen for our community because we understood the importance of letting of showing the love and showing up for black trans identities mm-hmm. mm. thank you so much that's dope Super how long dope. have you all been um how long has the brooklyn ghost project been going on well we have been um a official nonprofit for six years um i would say that we have the book and ghost project existence has been around for 20 years but it has been official nonprofit in the work that we're doing now began six years ago i love yeah. that i love that so next question would be what are your feelings in response to the large number of anti-trans laws like the one happening in texas how can citizens protect trans children well the thing about um about transness is that many people don't show up when it's time to protest in the fight for trans rights it's a battle that we fight for everyone else but when it comes to our rights we fight them alone so these laws that they're passing that are anti-trans and don't say gay and things of that nature are just attacks on our community and we need to be like vocalizing that and we need to have people on our side that are willing to stand out in front unfortunately we create this word called allies and allies are just like people who hope that we win and hope good things happen we don't need allies we need soldiers and warriors and fighters and people who are willing to stand on the front line and put in the game and be willing to lose in the battle like we have to be we can't win anything if everybody's on social media hashtagging we're not going to get anything done that way we need real soldiers like with Black Lives Matter when they march in the street. We need participants like that. We don't get that for trans rights or trans anything. Black trans women are being murdered 
at a at a top level rate, and nobody's investigating, nobody's talking about it, nobody cares. Last year, 2021, we lost 52 black trans women. That's literally one a week. And that's just in the US, in the USA. One black trans woman murder a week. Like that's a that's a pandemic in itself. We were in a pandemic going through mm-hmm. a pandemic. It's a mm-hmm. war against black trans lives, and the world is silent because we got allies and not warriors and not soldiers. I definitely hear that. <sighs> and it's it's so unfortunate because I, I feel like black trans women don't have the voices necessary to put stories like that out there. And so many of us that actually know about these things that happen, we post these things on social media, but I feel like a lot of the murders, they're happening at such an alarming rate. And then there are a lot of them that are not even getting notification or any stories being told because of transphobia and the things that are happening against Black trans women. Mm-hmm. What makes it worse is when they do talk about these stories, they dead name and, and you know, do the wrong pronouns and misgender and all of these things that are just triggering and alarming instead of respecting the lives of the people that they lived. So it's just, it's, it's too much. We don't, this it's not real support. We don't need any more fake support. We need people that are going to be there all the way through mm-hmm. and going to see us as just as human as the next. They dehumanize the trans identity. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I, I really hate that. Can you tell me, because we talk a lot about, especially on, on social media and in, in life in general, everyday life, we talk a lot about pronouns and respecting people's gender, gender identity. What do you say to people that either have a hard time wrapping that ideology around their heads or they are like refusing to acknowledge people in their gender identity as as in who they are, especially Black trans women. Well, I say um, it's foolishness. It's not going to work, and we cannot allow it to work. When people tell you, I can't respect you by the name you prefer to be called, they're lying. They have no problem doing it for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Mm-hmm, they have yeah. no problem doing it for anybody else that they respect and they love. When they, people change their name all the time. You got Smokey on the corner. God knows what Smokey's real name is. We don't know. <laughs> but we call him Smokey. That's real. That's so real. I don't know why I can't Very. be Keisha. If he could be Smokey and respectfully so, why can't I be Keisha? That's not, that's not going to work for me. You're gonna to have to play that card, play that role with everyone, with Smokey, with the ice cream man, with the dope dealer, with Auntie. We got to see that all the way around. You're not gonna just tell me that I can't be the person I want to be. So it's a chop for me. I know that's right. <laughs> chop all of that down. I'm right, feeling that. You got the next question. Yeah. What services do you provide for RR in connection with for housing recovery and career counseling slash support? Okay, so with housing recovery, we work with different organizations that specifically buy, to provide housing. We develop something called an MOU or a memorandum of understanding that we sign um, with these organizations to be a partnership. We're partnering with Ali Fournay. Which, which houses um, youth trans uh, 18 to 24. And we're also partnered with um, Destination Tomorrow, which also houses trans identities um, in a new um, housing, trans housing program that they just started developing. Um, we also have a linkage to care um, coordinator who specifically looks into spaces that are re- that are renting so that we can move those individuals who have housing services like HASA into those spaces if they have those services. Um, that's pretty much how we work housing. I'm sorry, what was the other question? What was the other half of the question? The other half of the question was was for recovery and career counseling slash support. 
So for recovery and career counseling, we have a program of mental health, Black trans mental health outpatient, where we do a weekly support group that covers the material. Like we talk about the gender law. We talk about housing. We talk about how you should go to work. We talk about resume building, things um, that are beneficial in everyday life. We do life skills in those programs. And we do them on Wednesdays at the Brooklyn Community Pride Center. People, if you're trans and you want to come, even if you're not and you just want to support, you can stop by on Wednesday in the, at the Brooklyn Community Pride Center in New York if you're in New York. That is awesome. That was one of the questions I was going to ask if the um, Brooklyn Ghost Project was a trans specific, trans and gender nonconforming specific place. Um, because I know that there are lots of people that want to support and also don't want to be intrusive upon trans specific spaces. So thank you for giving us that information and letting us know that we can stop by and support. Let me clarify that just a little bit. We are now we are a trans empowerment organization, and everything we do is about uplifting Black trans women. But we have we have all types of people in the organization who support the cause. We turn nobody away and we provide services to anybody that needs them. But our empowerment is about Black trans women and our direction is centered around their needs and servicing them. Awesome. Awesome, Latrevious. Thank you so much for that. Um, so my next question, because um, you all also service and give services to gender nonconforming people as well. So... <clears throat> My question was, what things do you all have in place to protect non-binary folks? And in what ways does your organization address sex and gender assumption and possibly preventing violence against them? Well, one way we um, address sex and gender assumption is by conversation and talking about it in a mental health uh, uh, manner to try to like get to the bottom of it. Um, we understand as as trans identities. When I say trans identities, I mean everything under the umbrella. I want to be clear about that. We definitely um, welcome the non-binary um, identities as well to come and join us, and we we look into that, too. We have um, mentors from the non-binary sector that come in and do specific work with individuals who are non-binary. Um, we also have um, a mental health um, intern who works directly with the non-binary community. So that's super dope. Super dope. Love that. Do you have any upcoming events um, with un understand that March 31st is definitely Trans Visibility Day? Well, on March 31st, we're having our sixth annual TDOV Wig and Clothing Drive. TDOV, if you don't know, stands for Trans Day of Visibility. And we do a wig and clothing drive where we give away wigs, clothes, shoes, makeup, um, accessories, uh, binders, haircut kits, anything you can think of, gender affirmation clothing, we give away um, to individuals who need it, who don't have the supplies they need to affirm their identity. And um, we invite anybody to come out. It's open to all. We're going to have, it's going to be catered by Collections Kitchen, uh, chicken and waffles. So yes, it's waffles. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Latrevious, can you tell us a little bit about you personally? Because uh, we're to understand that you are a published poet, a songwriter, and a playwright. Can you tell us about some of your successes yes. outside of the Brooklyn Ghost Project? I would love to hear about it. Well, um, the Brooklyn Ghost Project is my baby now but long before i started it i used to be i used to have a, have a career in music i was a rap artist um i started yes. a company called man-made productions and i used to uh i started a rap group with bugs um bugs gutter I don't, he's still rapping <laughs> and um we also had another girl aoki uh, was also in our group or whatever. And I did a little bit, you know, a little bit of playing around the industry. I ain't really knocked down any big doors like I, like I envisioned. I got caught up. And that's the funny thing. I originally started doing the nonprofit to bring an audience to the music. I mm -hmm. thought that if I do an event for trans women, it'll be an opportunity for me to promote my music to them. And I ended up falling in the hole of nonprofit <laughs> and letting people know. 
for me though, honestly, I felt like I aged out the music before I was to the level that I wanted to be. I do believe that it's nice to have done well, but you have to know when your time is done. And mm. for me, my time in music had ran its course. It was fun. I loved it. I was great at it. Check me out. I'm still on YouTube. But my time had ran its course and it was done. And I also just did not agree with the messaging of the music that I was creating anymore. I started to see Uh a different... uh, uh, I started to see it as more than just entertainment. And and I started to realize that I was putting out a message that some people were not recognizing as just entertainment. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. felt like I, I wasn't feeling that anymore. I became a different person through the nonprofit, and I realized the power in messaging. And I wanted to change my message. And it was it was too confusing to let Miss Terry Man May the rapper breathe in the same air as Mother Latravia's, you know, the advocate. They didn't go together no more. So I chose uh-huh. the one that was close to my heart. I always knew as a rapper, it was it was a character, it was an act, it was a writing thing. I'm a writer. I love to write. It was it was not who I lived as in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like most rappers. <laughs> Listen, right. Out here putting out this narrative, and that's not even the life you live. I got it. I got it. So it's about, it's about entertainment and storytelling. So I'm not reading the girls or whatever. Get your core and do your thing. But I just my morals changed, and I just could not be proud of that message. Understood. So in that same yes. vein of evolution, tell us your vision with your co-founders for the future of the Brooklyn Ghost Project. Like, what's the next step? that you all are looking forward to making moves into the future and bringing this bigger and broader across New York City? As a small Black trans nonprofit organization, we like we only split between all of us in New York 1% of funding that's dedicated for the trans community. That means white trans organizations get 99% of the funding while the 10 Black trans-led organizations fight for 1%. So what we're trying to do is increase that percentage so that the people who are actually doing the work can get the work. See, white organizations, they go and they hire one black trans person and then they apply for the same money that we're trying to fight for servicing 50 black trans women a week. You see what I mean? Comparatively, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. So we're trying to expand that and be the organization that gets those $10 million grants to survive between us Black trans-led organizations so that we can do the work that needs to be done. It's difficult to get the work done and fight for the money at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm often trying to figure out which way to go being pulled in every direction because I want to fight for my money more money so we can continue to do the work, but I need to do the work as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something that I've always wanted to ask, and I think this will probably be our last question to close it out, but I, I think it's very important for me as a Black cis gay man. What can we do? Because I know that you spoke a lot about earlier in the interview about needing warriors and people on the ground and people actually doing the work. What would be your advice to Black cis gay men, Black cis um, gay women? How can we truly be warriors that the trans Black women community need to get the help, to get you all the funding, to get you all to where you need to be, the support that you need? I would say to Black cis gay men, see me as your sister, like seriously. Like, as your sister, like, for real, for real. Don't walk around the corner and snicker about me. Don't point, you know, nod next person and point at me. Don't sit there and watch me be attacked and be silent in my attack. See me as your sister. If I'm on the train and you on the train and the boy's trying to clown me, sit next to me. I ain't asking you to risk your life. If you ain't a fighter, girl, don't fight. But sit next to me. Hold my hand. Be there with, as, as a real friend and, and all of this fakeness has to stop. Don't showboat. Be there when no one's looking. See, that's the problem that I, I tend to face with, uh, with, gay, with gay black men is that 
they they don't they're not showing up when no one's looking. Be on the train with me. I know you're on the train with me. I know mm-hmm. you're in these mm-hmm. places where we're being attacked. Be there with me. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's what I would say to them. To anybody else, I would say we want to be humanized. We want to be seen as just as human as anybody else. Treat our lives the way you treat the white woman. When we scream for help, come to our call. When they kill us, search for our killers. When we're missing, find us. Yes. Yes. Yes, I love that. Mother Latravius, thank you so, 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 so much for joining Who Raised Your Hosts this evening. We really, really enjoyed this. And this is very, very important to us um, as Black gay men to be able to support Black trans voices because we know that Black trans voices are not heard often. So we thank you for coming and being the voice for Black trans women. We really, really, truly, truly appreciate it. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find you, your website, how they can support so that we can get behind the front lines with you all and fight the good fight? Well, our website is www.brooklyngoesproject.org and our Instagram is at Brooklyn Ghost Project. So the same thing on Facebook, um, just Brooklyn Ghost Project everywhere. And um, that's where you can find us. Please, if you're in New York, in Brooklyn, New York, March 31st, come out to IZ. We're going to be at the center in Manhattan, 13th Street. Please come out and join us. Awesome. Thank you, Thank Mother Australia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, and we are back. Thank you so much, Latrice Collins, for joining us this week. And let's cross over right into how did it make you feel? I pulled one from my brain. Oh, yes, ladies and germs. I got one for y'all that came straight from the heart because I've had an interesting week. I know everybody be going through some shit, but here's one for y'all. And I want y'all to listen to me and listen to me close. Mm -hmm. Stop making promises to yourself that you don't intend to keep. I'm going to say it one more time. (laughs) If y'all can see Lene's face right now. Stop making promises to yourself that you do not intend to keep. (laughs) Who who did it? I just want to know. I did it why we're here i want everybody sincerely to reflect on all of the things that you keep telling yourself that you're going to do that you refuse to pull the trigger on stop it if you're not going to do it quit hurting yourself by telling yourself that you're going to do it over and over and over if you don't intend to keep that promise to yourself if you can't keep a promise to yourself, you can't expect anybody else to keep a promise to you. It's just not going to work like that. Reevaluate, reassess, pull yourself together, pull it back. See what it is that you really want and need in this moment, in this time, and work on that. But stop making those promises to yourself and you know you're not going to keep them. I think it's one that... I- I want the children to hear this is coming from We the Urban. Which, y'all know we love them. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it, you know, it, it's, it's a good one this week. It says, when you finally raise the bar, uh, set new standards and stick to them, there will be people in your life that naturally fade away. Come on. Listen, everybody can't go with you. Everybody can't. Everybody can't go with you, and that's okay. That is still fine. And it's called life, honey. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all. And thank y'all. With that being said, thank y'all so much for joining us this week. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Zadiana goes away because Mm -hmm. don't I got time for her? She's a little raggedy. She's dusty. She's musty. She's a little crusty. Uh, We don't. 
And before we exit, we want to take the time out and definitely thank Latrezius Collins for joining us today from the Brooklyn Ghost Project. If you want more information on the project itself, please head over to brooklynghostproject.org. Once again, that is brooklynghostproject.org. Yes, that is right, y'all. And make sure if you are in the New York area on March 31st, please join the Brooklyn Ghost Project for the Trans Day of Remembrance. It will be a wonderful, wonderful way to support our trans brothers and sisters. So make sure you show up and show out. Yeah, get you a new wig. Hello. A play. Get get you some love. Like some play with yourself. Support the ladies. Support the ladies. We need that to happen. It ain't uh uh-uh, uh 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 in the words of our uh uh-uh, uh it ain't all about no ladies. It ain't all about no ladies. I mean, you know, it's a, also right. and also for our gender non-conforming folk. That's right. Join this conversation on all social media platforms. We can be found at Who Raised You Hoes. That is Twitter, Instagram, and also on our Facebook like page. Mm-hmm. W-R-Y-H podcast. Get into it. Listener letters. Send them in to askwryhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, for serious business inquiries, please hit us up at wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Com. Also, don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and do not forget, bitch, we are part of the motherfucking Sweet Talkers Network. Y'all better not forget that. Go and check out these other great shows we got going on on YouTube. It's the Sweet Talkers. We got player one for all the gamers out there. Our brother Kyron does some really, really good work bringing you all the good gamer at content. Mitch, and then you want to go over to Drag It with Makari, yes. Chase Cassidy, and Trey Barris reviewing right now RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. It is a key and a cackle. I just watched the last episode, and I died the entire time. If you are watching that show, you need to go ahead and watch that review. Don't forget about Chase in Your Face. That's on YouTube as well. And also, as we are talking about Daddy Sweet Mouth itself. <laughs> you get to check out the other cast, the one that started it all for the Sweet Talkers Network, the, the Cookout. cookout. That's right, Cookout Thursdays. Make sure you tune in every Thursday to the Cookout Podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's a really great time. Uh, yeah, and thank y'all so much, bitches. We love y'all hoes. We'll see y'all dusty hoes next week. I guess get y'all shit together. I ain't gonna lie, whatever. I'm <laughs> <laughs>